0: Hello to my beautiful souls in this vast multiverse. I know it's been a while. Happy October. Um, hey, hope you're enjoying the vibes. Just felt like playing a little bit of a Careless Whisper for no fucking reason. It's nothing to do with the episode, but hey, let's jam out together. <laughs> but um, actually, um, today's episode is actually going to be about uh mystery. So in that case, we're gonna do a little you know, a little bit of reversal here. Had to switch the music up because we're doing a murder mystery or a disappearance in this case. And um, yeah, so what I'm going to do is uh, this is going to be an interesting episode. So I'm going to look into um, Amy Lynn Bradley's disappearance from the from a cruise line in the 90s. And then I'm um, also, surprise, surprise, motherfucker, surprise, I'm going to do a little bit of predictions. I know y'all love them predictions. I'm not going to go into too much details. As you guys know that um, we live in a multiverse, meaning we have, uh, you know, many, many timelines. Anything can switch. Change, but I haven't done a predictions episode in about a year or two. I can't even remember. Um, so I figured this is going to be a treat. Um, when I say predictions, I'm talking about looking into the next year, maybe the next two years or so. Um, I'm not going to go into details. I'm just going to see whatever pops out for me. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over the Amy Bradley case first, and I will go over what I found online. So I'm going to, you know, I like I like mixing logic with intuition. So. I'm going to start with logic. I'm going to talk about the facts and then I'm going to psychically tune in to see what happened in my personal psychic perspective. Now get cozy, get your coffee, get your water. Um, if you're laying in bed, hopefully you don't have, you know, go to the bathroom, get your pee out, come back to the ba- come back to the bed or to the or to your couch. We're going to get motherfucking cozy because I'm going to talk your ear off. So I hope you guys enjoy this, uh, you know, enjoy this episode. Hey guys, just a quick little interception right here. I just wanted to say, I know I mentioned I was gonna do the predictions in this episode, but I thought about it and it doesn't feel intuitively right for me to jumble in the predictions and the disappearance all in one episode. So this episode, guys, it's only gonna be about the disappearance of Amy Bradley. I will do a separate episode for the predictions sometime in the future. It just didn't feel right to like, make it all into one episode. It's like two different energies. So sorry about that. Jumped the gun, got too fucking excited. I'm going to save the predictions for a whole separate episode. All right. Enjoy the Amy Bradley disappearance, psychic insights. Peace. Okay. So let's start with Amy Lynn Bradley's story. So this was one of the, um, recommendations from one of my followers. So this is my first time ever hearing about this case. So it has been an interesting ride for me to get to know, Um, Amy Lynn, even though it was through reading articles and also reading her energy. But this is literally my first time hearing about her. So I'm gonna share her backstory and everything else. Okay. So Amy Lynn Bradley was 23 years old. And she was um, last seen March 24th, 1998. She was um, she disappeared while on board a royal caribbean cruise line called the raspity of the seas um it just left aruba and was heading to caraco in the netherlands and did i say that right guys if i screw up the like the words of certain countries that i'm saying please don't be the fucking um you know grammar police or voice police you know i mean if you want arrest my ass I'm doing the best i can y'all know i'm joking right i don't literally mean that but you know what i mean but a bitch tries i I try i try but anyway so she was like i said uh march 24th uh 1998 now she so like i said um the background she was born in petersburg virginia on may 12th 1974 oh that makes her a Uh, she attended college. She was, she had a lot of things going for her. Um, you know, when she, before she disappeared. So basically she went on the, on March 21st, 1998, 23 year old. And I'm reading an article, by the way, 23 year old Amy Bradley decided to join her parents and brother on a vacation aboard the Raspberry of the Seas a Royal Caribbean cruise line ship en route for Caraco. Now here's where we get to the actual disappearance. So. On March 24th, Amy's brother, Brad, who was then 21 years old, told authorities that he and Amy had stayed up late dancing at a Mardi Gras party on the ship and drinking with the ship's orchestra, Blue Orchid. One of the band members named Alistair Douglas, known as Yellow, claimed he parted ways with Amy at 1 a.m., The ship's computerized door lock system showed that Amy's brother, Brad, returned to their suite at 3.35 a.m., while Amy arrived five minutes later. Brad said he and his sister sat on the suite's balcony and talked before he went to sleep. He last saw Amy sitting in the lounge chair on the balcony. Sometime between 5.15 and 5.30 a.m., Bradley's father, Ron, woke up and saw Amy still resting on the lounge chair of their cabin's private balcony. However, when he went to check on her again at 6 a.m., she was gone along with her cigarettes and lighter. Bradley's brother, who stayed in the cabin, said uh, she possibly mentioned disembarking at Caraco to purchase more cigarettes. So the sliding glass door to the balcony was left partway open, and a pair of her sandals were found inside of her suite, but there was no other signs of her. Her ID was left in the room. So were her nine other pairs of shoes she brought on the cruise with none of them missing. At 6 a.m., mind you guys, remember her father found her still on the balcony between 5 15 and 5 30 let's not forget that detail so now it's 6 a.m y'all with me y'all with me all right so now it's 6 a.m two passengers claimed they saw her riding the elevator to the top deck of the ship carrying a room key cigarettes and a lighter okay interesting right um so she's and she had a hundred dollars in her pocket as well and at 6 a.m., the Raspberry of the Seas were preparing to dock in Caraco's port at the time Amy Bradley was last seen. Her family realized she was missing between approximately 6, 6 and 6.30 a.m. Now, um, here's where it gets interesting, guys, the actual investigation part. So once they realized Amy was missing, her parents immediately reported to the crew. They pleaded to keep all the 2,000 passengers, you know, um, you know, off the ship to have officials conduct a massive search of the cruise liner. But the crew was preparing to dock that morning in the Caribbean island island of Caraco, and they wanted to let people out, so they didn't start searching right away. So already weird strike one, they didn't do an immediate search. Um, But I get it. The ship has to cover their ass. They don't want people freaking out. You know what I mean? We can all kind of generalize that. Now... So, extensive searches supposedly conducted said there was no signs or whereabouts. The Netherlands Coast Guard conducted a four-day search that ended on March 27th. World Caribbean Cruise Lines chartered a boat to continue looking for her, but they ended their search on March 29th. Authorities found no early evidence of foul play and first suspected she fell overboard, was pushed or committed suicide. But it was highly unlikely because she was a trained lifeguard and a strong swimmer and her body was never found in the water. Um, And also, cool fact, the... The boat was extremely close to shore at that time of her disappearance. Witnesses would have undoubtedly heard or seen any accident because it was kind of shallow waters anyway. Now, so here's what authorities say: Authorities are not certain if Amy Bradley went ashore on went ashore on of her own will and vanished while in the port, or if other factors were involved. Um, now family members believe that amy may have been coerced by unknown persons who she befriended during the cruise and got abducted in the days leading up to amy's disappearance rumors of rumors of pirates operating out of caraco reported where the ship docked and amy may have been part of a human trafficking scheme guys throughout my research on this case it seems like a lot of different articles even including her parents think it's human trafficking and i'm going to get into that in a minute in a minute um also, Amy Bradley's family insists she had no reason to run off. She was planning a life back in Virginia. She just got a new job at home. She had no history of running away, would never abandon her family or her pet pool dog. So, okay, you know? Um, so here's an interesting thing that um, that happened in uh, August 1998. And August 1998, mind you guys, this happened March 1998. So this was a few months later. And August 98, a Canadian computer engineer provided an intriguing lead where he correctly described her, uh, correctly described her tattoos. And, you know, he, he claimed that, he, what did he say? In quote, claimed seeing Amy being walked down by two men on a beach of Caraco five months after she disappeared. Now, what's also interesting is that... Um, he also said that like she wanted she was walking near him and then the two guys kind of like came and like gave her a look and like kind of wished her away. And he said he had a chilling feeling at that moment. Um, there was also a spot in January 1999 which was, you know, a year later, there was another possible sighting of Amy in January, 1999, when a U.S. Navy petty officer claimed to have witnessed a woman who identified herself by, by Amy's name and asked for help at a, Caraco, at a Caraco brothel. He said he had decided not to report the incident at that time, fearing that he would get into trouble with the Navy for having been at a brothel and only contacted Amy's father after he had retired and saw her picture in a magazine the sailor's report was never uh, substantiated. Now, what's interesting is that um, on a website, I, I followed up with that uh, the US Navy Petty Officer, and not I followed up like I called him, I mean, look at me acting like I'm a goddamn detective, not like I followed up and called his ass, but what I mean is like, you know, once you read something intriguing, you gotta look into it, you know? So I researched it a little bit, and supposedly the freaking brothel fucking burned down not too long after that. Interesting, right? Like god damn. And so it, it's just it, it's getting, you know, really 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 remarkable. Now, um you know, what's interesting is um hold on, let me see if I can find it. So the I also wanted to mention something that the family um mentioned. So One of the waiters asked Ron Bradley. Ron Bradley is Amy's father, okay? So I'm going right, so this was the night before she was missing. Um, Ron Bradley said that um, one of the waiters asked him if Amy could go with them to an Arubian bar known as Carlos and Charlie's. Amy declined because she didn't feel comfortable about the waiter and referred to him as creepy. He had been overly attentive, Ron, which is her father, expressed concerns that the waiter was attempting to fraternize with Amy. After she disappeared, the FBI interviewed the Portuguese waiter. Now, during the FBI interview, the waiter claimed that Iva Bradley, Iva or Eva, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know which one it is, but um, that is her mother. Okay, I'm just going to say Iva just because it's spelled I-V-A. So correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. Um, iva Bradley had questioned him about procedures when someone falls from the ship okay okay hold on hold on let let me rewind that during the fbi interview the waiter guys the waiter who um who remember asked her father if amy could go with him and his friends to the bar so anyway during the fbi interview that same waiter claimed that her mother iva bradley had questioned him about procedures when someone falls from the ship iva claims that which is her mom that this is that this discussion never took place and she asked the fbi to give the waiter a polygraph test Here we go, guys. The polygraph test was never given to the waiter, but the Bradleys are convinced that this waiter was involved because of his interest in taking Amy off the ship and because he fabricated the story about his conversation with her mother. Um, It's supposedly said by the parents that the kidnapping could have been probably originally planned for Aruba. The Caraca wharf with Alistair Douglas was likely a plan B. It would have been easier to kidnap Amy away from the ship and at night. Eduardo lied to the FBI and attempted to falsify, falsely incriminate her mother, Ivor Bradley. Now, um, Eduardo is the Portuguese waiter. Now, who is Ale- Alistair Douglas? Good question. Alistair Douglas is one of, I'm going back to what I said earlier. Um, there was that night she was partying with her brother and, a, there was a live band playing called the Orchids. And there was a guy named there, Alistair Douglas, and he was, um, you know, uh, he was one of the band. He was a bassist, I believe, in that band. And reports and witnesses said they were really cozy, getting along, having a good time, having fun. Supposedly, they parted ways at 1 a.m., her and the, um, and the nightclub guy. I mean, not the nightclub guy, the guy from the band. And um, But a lot of people said that, you know, it was, they, they, they were partying and having a good time. Now there was other, um, this was what's interesting. Um, a witness said that she had actually seen Amy with Alistair Douglas early in the morning. Um, this is where it gets interesting. Um, and, and it says she was, she was up early and, um, she said she saw, basically the, the witness said she was, she was up early and she had to disembark in Caraco and had gone up to one of the decks to wait. She said she'd seen Alistair. Remember the band, the guy she was partying with the night before. Alistair and Amy were on the deck above. He bought her a dark drink, could be coffee or coke, from what the girl said, and about ten later ten minutes later came walking back by himself. The ship docked in Caraco, Amy was never seen again. So isn't that interesting? Um Oh, 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 and I forgot, guys, the one of the main things that actually um that actually happened in this case, which uh hold on. Seven years later, um, I believe in, wait, 98, 99, 2000. Yes, I'm counting on my fingers right now. Okay, let's do it together. 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005. Okay, 2005. So in 2005, the parents received an email with pictures of what looks just like Amy Lynn Bradley on an on a Caribbean escort site. Guys, I actually looked at it. You guys can Google it, Amy Lynn Bradley, and you can look at 2005 email, you know. And, you know, she looks like she's dressed in lingerie. She has longer hair and a lot more makeup. But when I... I do photo reads and I even teach photo readings all the time. And When I really looked into the photo, I was like, yo, this feels and looks just like her and from the other accounts of her always being surrounded by two men, the two times she was spotted, first by the Canadian on vacation in August in 98, then in January 99, she was discovered at a at a Caraco brothel, what are the odds she was spotted in, in Caraco, and with two dudes, Or oh yeah by the way, the Navy guy said at the brothel when she was signaling that I need help and I can't get out of here or something, two guys took her up, up you know, took her right after that and so it's like it's interesting how seven years later they, the the uh, parents received an email from some random person of the escort site, and it literally looked just like her. what's weird about it is supposedly you all know I followed up and did more research <laughs> supposedly um they couldn't trace the i p address of the email they, it was a dead end with the email of who sent it the link strange, right very strange indeed now um with all of that being put aside, guys, um, now I'm going to just psychically tell you guys what I picked up on. Now, what's interesting about everything is that I, I just want to say this straight up. She is passed on. Um, y'all know I'm a medium or, you know, I could tap into dead people. So I just want to say she's completely, she definitely, at least at right now in 2022, she's definitely gone on the other side. Okay. But However, I will psychically tell you what I feel from this case. After, you know, like I said, I talked about the logical things about this case. What I got from her or what I got is that, number one, I saw the word trust. She trusted someone and she thought that something would be a quick run. So it makes sense. You notice how, guys, when it says that her... Um, her dad woke up between five to five fifteen and five thirty. She was there at five thirty a.m. and then around six, she was gone. Literally, like thirty minutes after her dad went back to sleep, and from six six thirty, just like vanished. Interesting how another witness said she was pictured with the uh, Alistair guy, the guy from the band, around around that time frame. And then he had a drink in his hand, and then she, you know, and she was gone right after. So basically i got the words trust i saw the word trust pop up and she needed something quick also her dad noted that she was missing shoes so she was thinking that it would be a quick something i think she intentionally was meant was going to meet up with the uh with the alistair guy he really pops through strongly for me um and that's why she didn't really take her shoes you know she's on a cruise she's just chilling she thought she's like this is gonna be a quick thing Um, and then I'll go right back to my room to grab my shoes afterwards, but that's how quick everything happened So I feel like she met up, um with him or could you know, could him be in coots with the waiter? Absolutely. Yes, there is something very shady with that um, waiter as well Now I did see the word drug either drugs were involved either forced or voluntarily or it was laced But it is some somewhere in there Um, one of the eyewitnesses said that, um, they saw a dark drink in her hand could have been coffee or Coke or something, or he was bringing it to her. They were hanging out in that morning or something. According to, there's only one witness. So guys, it's, it's. I don't know if it's true or not, but what I psychically feel is that I feel like there is some truth to. I feel like there is some truth to what that eyewitness said about at least her seeing her with one of the band member, Alistair. At least you know I do believe that it was some guy. Whether it was Alistair, like like how the lady claims it was the band guy, or if it was the Portuguese you know, um the the waiter. Remember the waiter who was uh, talking to her father the night before. Now, whoever it was, whether Tim or who or or God knows who, I know it was a man. At least one. Um, But I do believe both of them knew each other, the band member and the waiter. I do believe, you know, obviously you're on a cruise together. You're chilling with the employees and the cat, you know what I mean? So it makes sense. But anyway, I did see the word drug. Something was, I think it could have been either. She was drugged, laced. Something was laced. It could have been her drink. Could have been something like that. And remember, she had no shoes on. So what I get from her was that, oh, I ran out of the room real quick because I thought it'll be something quick. And then I'll come back to my room, get my shoes. And then by the time it docks, I'll be ready to go. Because remember, guys, it, um, I read online that it takes a long time for a big cruise ship to dock. Guys, I have never been on a cruise. I know, right? In my 31 years of life, I've never been on a major cruise. But supposedly online, it says it takes a while for it to like get into the landing zone. And finally, like you know, whatever, it takes about 20, 30 minutes or something like that. So... I think that is why I got the feeling from her that she rushed out there to meet him for something quick and then was going to go back downstairs to get the rest of her shit for when the boat finally was like officially like letting people off to go to Caraco. That's what I feel like she got caught up in just that fucking quick, you know, Um, just that fucking quick of a minute. Um, psychically I do believe that this was um, I do see sex stuff I do feel like this was sex crimes I do feel this could have been definitely trafficking I do believe she was targeted since she was partying all night and the fact that the waiter took an interest in her it's not just about the waiter but I really have my eye on the musical dude the music dude as well but I also believe that someone on the one of the crew one of the like the employees was involved so I wouldn't put it past the waiter but I do believe this was definitely sexual nature um, I do believe that um, she just they, they really—they really screwed her up, man. With something with drugs. So I think by keeping her constantly drugged up, it was hard for her to escape, you know. And 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 whatever. I do I do believe that email that came out in two thousand five. I do believe she was still alive at that time in two thousand five. However, I feel like with all of the stories coming out and so much interest in that case at that time. I do believe they did eventually kill her. Not too far, maybe like maybe before 2010, possibly or something like that. Maybe within five years of that 2005 email that was sent, I do believe she was murdered, unfortunately. Um, but I do believe they used her for sex for sex trafficking or whatever the hell it was. I don't know if it's a slave thing, but I just felt like she was always trapped, and uh, it was really hard for her because it feels like psychically to me that she's like, how can I be? surrounded by so many people and tourists and things, but yet still be, like, a slave, like, and how is no one noticing me, like, it just felt, it was, like, it was very defeating for her to be surrounded by, even when she heard English-speaking people, she'd be so excited, like, this could be my chance, and, but those two, there was always men around her, like, you know, or handlers, as they call, so it's unfortunate, but, um, yeah, it was, and you know we just have to be vigilant. You know, I I think they said there's there's a lot of other cases that happen on cruise ships. You know, we just you're in international waters. It's it's just you know you just never know. And I'm not just trying to spew fear-based stuff, but we do have to be aware. You know, and vigilant. And you think you're just having fun, and she's and she was such a genuine soul. And um, you know it was just it was just really unfortunate. It's like she really got caught up. It, it happened. Like I seen an image of like this you see, you heard my, my finger. That's how I see a vision of her like that. Like she's showing me like this, like with the finger, it was like that, that quick. And like with her, like with what her brother was saying about with the secret uh, stuff, you know, she thought something, I kept thinking that she thought it was gonna be so quick. And that's why she, since she had a good night with the band member dude, that's why she didn't mind going out real quick in the morning to meet up with him right before the docking. Cause she was like, well, let me get my shoes. I mean, and that's that's the funny thing. She went out of her hotel, went on an elevator, went to the top deck without shoes. That's how cozy and quick she thought this little rendezvous with this guy was gonna be. You see what I'm saying? So it wasn't planned. It was something that was like, hey, come meet me here, whatever, whatever, before we dock and I can show you around or show you where to get your cigarettes and and things like that. It was something like that where she's like, well, we had a good night anyway, so I, I can trust. But also, real quick, I forgot to mention, also in that case, it was told that um, when her dad confronted her about the waiter saying that, she says, "Oh, I would never go with the waiters to that to that bar in Aruba. They give me the creeps." So she already had a bad feeling about the waiter and some other waiters. Isn't that interesting? So that's why um, you know I, I do feel like this was very targeted, and because she was having she was very partying and uh, and other things, and she was very open and just really having fun and just very trusting. It's unfortunate. Got the best of her, but. Um, rest in peace though I just feel like after that 2005 email I do believe that email could have been very valid the pictures but after that like a a couple years later they did murder her unfortunately Um, and it's just it's just a really sad story but just wanted to touch on that um, touch on that real quick and um, yeah hope you guys enjoyed I know it was very like short and sweet but there was really not much you know I could really say it was very short and sweet